Klal Yisrael this, this past week suffered a huge loss. Rabbi David Feinstein, the great tzaddik, the great gadol, was nifter this past week. I'm not worthy or in the know to say a hespit, to eulogize him. I want to bring people to yeshiva. I want to bring somebody, and I'm working on some, some people to bring down who are in a position where they knew him well and could say a proper hespit of an Adam Gadol. The Gemara in Baba Kama describes that when Tzadikim Anifter, there was a practice to make a yeshiva by their graveside. I'm a very visual learner. I like visual, Shalom. You picture like a whole bunch of people start learning Gemara right in the graveyard. Imagine like you move. That's clearly not what the Gemara is saying. What does it mean to make a yeshiva by his graveside? All of a sudden, people started learning right by his grave. It might be literal. I doubt it. I doubt it's literal. What clearly they're showing us is when a tzaddik passes on to study the tzaddik. To, to stu- Obviously, we want to learn from the tzaddik when he's alive. Often, unfortunately, it takes a tragedy to appreciate a tzaddik and to study the tzaddik then. To make a yeshiva by his graveside means as well that to study the tzaddik, to learn what he did, to learn what he was about, and to try to bring that aspect into our life. I'm certainly just reading about Reb David Feinstein. I was zayichet to have a little bit of a shaykhis. His grandson learned in our yeshiva. His great nephew learned in our yeshiva. And he, he Baruch Hashem, appreciated this Makam Tari, helped out this yeshiva. I had, some, I had a couple of conversations with him, though, but I certainly didn't know him well. The, there are many Nikudas. He was a giant in learning. He was from the biggest Paiskim in the world. He was a giant in learning. He was very, very unassuming, and there was a pashtas, a simplicity, very approachable, zero shtick, zero shtick, very clear, very exact, no shtick to the person. There was no in the word, there's a Yiddish word, shtoltz. Shtoltz is like a fanciness, like somebody comes across. Now, there's a reason for shtoltz. It's not all to make fun of, it's a style. And there are reasons people do it, but he was the opposite of Stoltz. You walked up to him, he was who he was. No fanfare, no fanciness. I want to speak about a word that my Rebbe speaks about a lot. I want you all, this word should be important to you, Erlich. Could the guy say the word, if you don't mind, you remember if everybody could say the word Erlich. My son, we all have our compliments of people. You know, I'm called a lot of Shaduchim. I'm called Shaduchim. I really, if I didn't love speaking about Yoel so much, I would have, you have reached the cell phone of Dan Kalish. For Yoel Tepler plus one. For Yaki Bladder plus two. You know, I, I would just have like the, the phone, but I actually like talking about Yaki and Yoel and our Hevra. I enjoy talking about them. So I don't do that, and I answer each time for Srilly, press three, beep. And I really just have numbers, but I like talking about our Hevra. And when you talk about people, there are a lot of praises we say on different people. My son, who knows me well, who's had to listen to me a lot over his life, he said, Tati, I figured something out, and he was spot on. He said, when you're hold of somebody, you call them sincere. 
So that's a word that's very dear to you. We all have our words that are very magical to us. We could say a lot of commas, yo, you're awesome, you're amazing, geschmack. The word sincere is very important to me. I didn't even, I don't even say I did it on purpose. My son called me out. He said, I could tell when you're called for a shidduch, if you say sincere, that's the guy you hold of. And he was right. He actually was accurate. The word sincere, authentic, is very important important to me. Erlichkeit means an honesty and a sincerity and an authenticity. Erlich. Erlich. There are a lot of things in our life we can get away with and nobody can call us out. It's very, we live in a world, in Alma de Shekra, we live in a world where one can lie, where one can cut corners. I'm not talking about a lie that everybody will know you're lying. I'm not talking about you steal, yeah, you're a thief. It's very easy to cut corners and nobody can call you out. It's a world, I'm going to give like, a, like a, a silly example, but it's a world of this. A guy to his wife can be rude and she's, she's angry. He was like, what I do? And he just rolled his eyes and he could deny he didn't do anything. Yeah, you rolled your eyes. You were cynical. You were negative. You could afterwards deny it. We live in a world that's easy to say what, what I do. You made one eye movement. Your wife says to me, you're like, and she's mad at you. You're like, did I do anything? It's a world easy to, to, to say you did nothing and you did bad things. You could, by the way, not emotionally support your wife. That's evil. If a guy's a workaholic and doesn't emotionally support his wife, he is a bad person. A bad person. He's bad because he's a liar, by the way. Because you promised her at your chasna, Sheirak susav aynasa la Aynasa means tashmish. A man owes his wife tashmish. But it means her emotional needs. He's responsible to emotionally support her. If a man doesn't emotionally support his wife, he's a bad guy. Now you could say, what I do? Hey, innocent, what I do? It's funny that kids often, in, when there's strife in the home, kids will often side with dad over mom. Ladies are more emotional, late-breaking news, and the mom's hysterical, and his, fa- his father's a chill guy. So he's like, what? He, he just, from his young eyes, it's like, dad is innocent, and mom is so guilty. She's angry, she's, fr- you know, she's starving to death. She's not emotionally supported. She's tortured. It's literally torture. You have to emotionally... We live in a world you could do crime and get away with it. Now there's a Hashem who sees everything. But there's a parent, there's a parent, people cut corners and shtick and pull off. And in this world, they look like they escape. It's not true. It's not true. You don't escape and there's a Hashem. But the apparent, at least the quick returns, it looks like you get away with stuff. And that's how Hashem designed this world. Now, it's not true. It's not a reality. And bad midas, there's a, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. I'm on my way here. A guy passed by and he gave me a middle finger. He gave me a middle finger. Now, you all can view, we all can view wrong. Get back at that guy. It's Pashat Hashem designed. Right now, I'm the one who got a finger at me. A guy got me, right? I didn't get him back. This is a world that in the bigger picture, there's Hashem who runs the whole world. And suddenly, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, a person's own badness pays himself back. I don't need to get him back. Hashem does. It's a world that there's Hashem.
And in its time and in its place, Hashem marks things down and knows what happens. And things are marked and measured. And there's Hashem. You always have to remember there's Hashem. But we live in a world where people think cutting quarters, you get away with stuff. There's a subtle word in Parshas Chayesara that I did not say publicly over Shabbos. I was waiting for you guys. And I want to share this point with you. It's so moving to me. I want every single guy here, the product, I want the mark of a Waterbury product, and I believe it's been true for 12 years, Besiata Deshmaya, to be as an Erlich person. Erlich means authentic and honest. When nobody else will know, he still does what's true. It's interesting, it's, it's in, in Mesech this Kedush, in our Mesech, and I'm so moved by this Gemara. It's deeply moving to me. The Gemara says, Vadarta Pnei Zaken, the Gemara says, give covered to an old man or a Talmud Chacham. They say, stand up for a Talmud Chacham or, or an old man. And the Gemara says, fear Hashem. What does it do with fearing of Hashem? I'm standing up for a Talmud Chacham. Every mitzvah means fear Hashem. Says the Gemara, this is so moving to me, Ezra. Says the Gemara, one of the most moving Gemaras, Aaron, this is like a mission for life, Elio. Says the Gemara, easily a guy can make believe like he didn't see the old man. We all do things like that. You ever see a friend, just not in the mood of greeting somebody, you come to yeshiva and a guy's there, you just pretend like you didn't see him. We all could do many fake moves. A Tamil Chacham walks in the movie. You, you saw him. But you could pretend like you didn't see him. It's very easy on standing up. You could always get out of it. It's nothing. How is somebody going to prove that you saw him? Says the Gemara, stand up for the old man. Stand up for Talmud Chacham. Have fear of heaven. <laughs> There's a right and a wrong. The Talmud Chacham walked in. Show respect. Nobody can ever call you out. Did you show him the respect? Say, what what, what I do? Oh, oh, you see, I didn't... Ke'ilu, you don't even have to lie. You can make a ke'ilu, you didn't see him. Nobody can call you out. And Chazal, Hashem says, Do what's right when you're alone in the room. When nobody can call. An erluch, a person alone in the room makes a nice bracha. Nobody sees, but he makes a bracha. He's erluch. There's authenticity to the man. He is who he is deeply and profoundly. The opposite of an Erlich, a person acts all nice outside the house and to his wife and kids, he's rough. That's the opposite of Erlichkeit. In Erlich, in English we say sincere, it's not as good a word. It, this word Erlich is to die for. Erlich. I want one thing for my daughter, one day a shirach, I want an Erlich, a person. Erlich means honest, sincere, authentic, through and through. Alone in a room, behind closed doors. How do I know they're going to be good to their children? Be good to this because they're erlich, because they're authentic. It's not only what people see and what people know. It's when nobody's there and nobody sees. An honest, erlich, authentic person. Every picture you read about Reb David Feinstein, he was the exact same man in public and private. Somebody told me a story about Reb Chaim Shmulavitz. I don't know if it's true. The point I want to say anyway. I don't like saying over stories that aren't true. With this one, you'll hear it's worth it to say over because it presents a picture of a person. Somebody said there was a gathering of the G'daylam and they served ice cream. And he asked the Ger Rebbe, could I have your... The Ger Rebbe didn't want his ice cream. He said, could I have your ice cream? It's a beautiful story. 
at a gathering of gedolim, like you don't ask for ice cream. You know, you're at, I'm at the rabbi's table. The waiter comes around, chicken or meat. So you look around. If nobody sees him, like quickly, like before anybody sees you, like you're supposed to not care. I said, give me a piece of meat and rare, a little medium rare. <laughs> An erlich a person is through and through. You're honest. You're comfortable who you are. You're through and through who you are. You're not pretending. You're not sometimes this, sometimes. You're very secure in who you are. And you build a person who's honest and true, whether they can be called out for it or not. Erlich is something between you and yourself. Between you and yourself, you know what's right. You have a moral compass of true and right, and it's emes. You live emes. You don't play games. This is who I am. No pretend, no games. I want to show you two vart, and one I did say publicly, and one I didn't over Shabbos. I was waiting for Elio and Avigi. I want to share, first I'm going to say what I didn't say over Shabbos, and what I did. I want to speak about an Erlich person. Reb David Feinstein, besides being the God Ladur, besides being a giant, a giant, kolater, breathtaking amount of Torah, Torah, Gemara, Shas, Shulchan Aruch, a massive amount of Torah was in that man, which creates the honest and Erlich person, but he was a very Erlich person through and through. He was who he was, no show. The same person alone with his wife was the same person that the rest of Klai Yisrael got to experience. Erlich, through and through. So I want to tell you a word in Parshas Chayasar that's so moving to me, and it's the opposite of Erlichkeit. The word is very simple. It's nothing more than a Rashi. It's so, it, it's delicious, this Rashi, this Chazal. Ephraim is a person, he's one of the people, he's, he's a dude, he's a regular dude. And Avram Avinu needs to bury Sarai Menu. And he needs to buy something off Ephraim. Now the whole world is created for Avram Avinu. Avram's the tzad, the close to Hashem. You're fortunate. You're fortunate to talk to Avram, to deal with Avram. It's called relevance, Shalom. He's a person who lives with Hashem. To deal with Avram is to be relevant. Anybody who touches Avram tastes eternity. Light is close to Avram, he gets rich from it. If you deal with Avram, you are enriched. A field, an inanimate item gets bought by Avram. The Torah says, Vatokam stay Ephron. Ephron's field has a tkuma, has an elevation. Avram asks for Ephron. That day he's appointed like the head of his city. He became big stuff. He's close to Avram. It's always moving. In people's houses, they have pictures of themselves with a gadol. Very cool thing. Yo, every year has gadolim pictures. As, as you should. As you should. Your eyes should see your leaders. It's important to have heroes. So we have gadolim pictures in our house. In my study, I have a picture of the Chavetz Chaim. A beautiful picture of the Chavetz Chaim. And then Reb Chaim Brim on the wall. Two giants. Beautiful people uh, that, that are on my wall. To, to, to remember our greats. So people love putting a picture of themselves with G'daylum. It's a shtickle. It's good. Do it. You should do it. There's a shtickle we're trying to say, like, look who I hang out with. Like, just by, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to talk about myself. I just look at my wall. Like, I'm not, you should do it. You should have pictures of you with every G'dal. It's G'day. It's G'day and it's a beautiful thing. People have G'daylum pictures in their house. Ephraim 
by the very fact that Avram needed him, became a very big celebrity in his city. Avram needs him. They made him a leader of his city. So Ephraim, by its nature, is enlarged from dealing with Avram. If you deal with Avram, the Eved Hashem, the greatest human being from the greatest who ever lived, you're made great by dealing with Avram. It's better for your Gashmias, it's better for your Ruchnias, you're dealing with Avram. It's relevant, it's important. I was there last night, I went to a chasna, Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky walked into the chasna at the same time. It's beautiful, you speak to Reb Shmuel, you watch him, beautiful, Eved Hashem. It's special to be around the tzaddik. Rabbi say, Rabbi say, Ephraim, Avram wants to buy a field from him. Now, Rishayim have a habit, Oymrim Harbe, they say a lot, but then they don't do. Tzadikim Oymrim Ma'at, they say very little, but Oysin Harbe, they do a lot. That's what Tzadikim. Reb David was not a man of a lot of words. He said a little, then he did a lot. Reb David Feinstein, a guard in his building, said to Reb David, he saw he was a holy rabbi. He said, Rabbi, my mom is sick. Could you pray for her? So I'm so sorry. What's her name? She said her name. He wanted. To, she was, it was a guy. What hospital is she? And I'm so sorry. I'll pray for her. He walked away. Do you know the guard's mom called him the next day that Reb David Feinstein called up his nephew who was a chaplain in that hospital and asked his nephew to go visit her and give her chizuk. And the mom called up and said, your rabbi's nephew visited me and gave me, she didn't say the word chizuk. That's a tzaddik. He didn't say what he was going to do. He said very little. They say very little and they just do a lot. Reb David Feinstein, a man passed by and started berating Reb David. Started like yelling at him. Reb David was a person of Shalom. He didn't fight anybody. See, he took it. The guy beat him up, like yelling at Reb David. And then the guy left. Reb David sat down and started writing a letter. So his Mesharis, the guy who took care of Reb David, said, Rebbe, what are you doing? He like, tried not to say. The guy pushed. He was writing the guy who yelled at him like an apology letter. He said that Chazal say, When a person's angry, you don't try to appease a person. It's not a good time. They don't want to be appeased. So you're supposed to wait till later. Reb David said, I may forget later on. So I want to write him a letter right now. And he put it in the mailbox. So we'll get there later. But I took care of it. He wrote him on the spot an apology letter to a guy ranking out the God Ladder. <laughs> Tzadikim are ma'at, they say very little, they do a lot. Rishayim say a lot and don't do diddly squat. So Ephraim says a lot, Avram, you want to feel, he's screaming, yelling. At the end of the day, he rips off Avram. He charges a lot for this field. Now he has Avram is desperate, he's trying to buy a burial plot for his wife. And he wants the Ma'ar Samach So Ephraim has Avram in a tough spot. And Avram is nice. Just the nicest person who ever lived. Chesed Avram. So he takes the kind, desperate man and he rips him off. And he gets away with the perfect... Avram's rich, by the way. Avram's very rich. Avram's extreme. The Torah tells Avram's very wealthy. So Avram pays. You have a rich man, a nice man, a desperate man. It's the perfect crime scene. And Ephraim, you know... Ephraim, like, well, he didn't do anything. Uh, I was willing to give it for free. He talks such a good bargain. Then he charged a few extra bucks. He pockets a few extra dollars. Ezra, he got away with it. He got away, a little bit of a crooked dude. Not the straightest guy, Ephraim. He got it, the perfect crime. Avram is rich. Avram is kind. Avram is desperate. Bang, get a few extra dollars. 
Ephraim forever in the Torah is called Ephraim. By Yeshkal Avram le Ephraim, he loses a vav from his name. In the whole parish, he's called Ayin Pei Vav Reish Nun. Ephraim. Ayin Pei, I'm sorry, Ayin Pei Reish Vav Nun. He all of a sudden cheats Avram and he loses a vav from his name. Says Rashi from Chazal. Chasar Vav. It says without the vav because he said a lot and he didn't even do a little. Because he ripped off Avram. He lost the vav to his name. Now I want to say like this, Chevra. That is an eternal punishment to lose a vav from your name. I don't know what it means. I don't know Kabbalah. I don't know what's going on in Shemaim. I promise it's no fun to lose a vav. You don't want to lose. I don't want to use the Dalit, the Nun, the Yud, the Aleph, the Lamed in my name. I promise it's not good when you lose a letter from your name. What does it mean? I have no idea. In Shemaim, he looks awfully funny that he doesn't have the vav. These things mean real stuff. There's not like, okay, he's missing a vav, like the Balkaira has one less letter to lane. I promise, missing a vav from your name is profound and eternal. I'm so moved that Ephraim's a snake. He's a crook and he gets away with it. He gets his money and he moves on. And he even got some power. He got power. Avram dealt with him. Forever he lost the vav from his name. There's ramifications when you're not straight. There's ramifications when you're not Erluch. Ephraim till today is no vav to his name. I have no idea what it means and I don't suspect you know what it means. And together we'll both one day learn what it means. Maybe we'll ask Gryfarkas together. It, trust me, is very painful not to have a vav when you're supposed to have a vav. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. A vav in your name or not. What does it mean eternally? Olam Haba is a fascinating, it's a very real place. It's not cool when you don't get your vav in Olam Haba. It's, just, it's not a picnic. I, I don't know if you serve last when you have no vav, if you look freaky. There are people in this world who have like birth defects. They look a little freaky. In this world, okay, big stunk. It's a temporary world, so a guy looks a little funny. In this world, it's not such a big deal. It's a quick world. We're here fast. For eternity, look funny is no fun. Ephraim looks like a freak for eternity. He doesn't have a vav. I, I don't know how, how that looks, how that plays out. It's not pretty. It, it ain't good. It, I, I don't know how he looks in Olam Abba, but I know he's missing a vav. And forever he's missing a vav because he wasn't Erluch, because he wasn't authentic. He wasn't who he said he was going to be. He, he was sticky. He pulled. He snuck a little bit. And a, and a little bit. You know, he didn't steal out, right? He charged Avram a shtickle a couple extra bucks. And he looked good along the way. See, it wouldn't even bother me. What gets me so mad is Ephraim came across as such a goody-goody. He was such a nice guy. Avram, sure, it's my honor. And then... And then then he cheats a little, gets a few. Quietly. I, I don't know if anybody else saw what he paid for it. He carried, he, he talked a good ball game. And then probably said, I'm for you, He talked it up. He sounded all from. Charged Avram. Avram slipped him the money and nobody knew. I don't, I don't know if the rest of the Chevron knew that he ripped off Avram. It's a little secret that's just recorded for eternity in the Torah. And forever, Ephraim's missing above. I want to share another point on the parasha connected to Erlochkeit, to sincerity, to authenticity, to that word. Eliezer, Eliezer is an Eved. In Eved, my Rebbe gets upset. We translate, how do you ask? I'm going to call on a guy. I'm going to call, David, translate an Eved. He's, Eliezer is what, Avram? I, I know both names. 
Oh, don't say, don't say, oh, don't say, don't say. I love you for not saying. That was Erlich. That was Erlich. That was Erlich. That was Erlich. I love sincerity. I love authenticity. I am who I say I am. I love that. I love that. I love that. I always say to parents about our yeshiva, you can rip us to shreds. I don't care if you disagree. I want one thing's important. We are who we say we are. We do what we say we're going to do. We don't tell you we're going to do this. Pe- parents have I can't believe it. My shit kid miss year for six months. You didn't do anything. That I tell them before. We're not going to be punitive. I'm going to talk to them. We're not going to punish them. We are who we say we are. We do what we're going to... I don't want somebody who says they're going to do this and be something else. You could disagree. You could write a book about us, how crazy their rights him and whatever you want. But one thing we're not guilty of. We do what we say we're going to do. We are who we say we are. Very important to be who you say. So I, I love the Erlich. David Claire is an Erlich, a person amongst many of my list. Um, you could see Eliezer was the what of Avram in English? I love that he said that. I love that he said that. My Rebbe would get mad at you, but it's not your fault. It's the school's. Did you hear what he just said? He said the servant of Avram. Aryeh Eliezer was what of Avram? Thank you. The slave of Avram. We're very, we live in an age, you can see, very politically correct. We don't say like a slave. We say a servant of Avram. <laughs> he was a slave. You know, a servant sounds like a mishares as a... You know, he served, the, he was a slave, you know, a slave. Now, Avram treated him great. Avram treated everybody great. You know, a, a slave, a slave can't be kind of something. He picks it up. It goes to the master. He was a slave of Avram. We don't like saying it because the connotation, we say a servant is like a little mellow. You're right. We're taught, thank you, Kusil's completely, I'm proud of him. And he's brilliant and an amazing person. This what, I always said servant until my Rebbe knocked it out of me. He was a slave of Avram. Now, he was a slave. That's an Evid is a slave. Now, don't, don't, a slave, don't picture like people are treated cruelly. Chas You treated your slave with dignity. The Gemara says it's like you, Gemara Kedushin, kind of It's like you had a boss. You treated him with dignity, with profound dignity. So I get what Yukusil was saying is it probably looked like a servant, not a slave. But the halacha is a slave. And Eliezer is a slave. It's not so fancy to be a slave. A slave means you were bought by somebody. You're the property. They own you. You're a slave. And Eliezer was a slave of Avram. Now you have to understand that Eliezer was a giant of a human being. A giant of a human being. And Eliezer was somebody Avram trusted him with our whole history. Do you understand? Our entire history of our people was started by Avais and Imois, by our fathers and our mothers. They built our people, Bainish. And we're busy building our people. And Avram Avinu, to choose the aim be Yisrael, to choose one of the founders of our people that he was busy to build, chose Eliezer. Go find a wife, Yitzchak. She's going to be one of the imais, one of the mothers of the Jewish people. Eliezer was a remarkably big man and a huge tzaddik that Avram Avinu said, I choose you to choose a wife for my son Yitzchak, who became one of our imais, one of our mothers, the founders of our people. So Eliezer was clearly, Shalom, a really big person to choose an envious throne, David Hill. Eliezer was really big. And this tzaddik, this giant of a man, this remarkable tzaddik, comes to the house of Avram Avinu, his family, based Besuel, and he's looking for a shidduch for 
for Yitzchak Avinu. And he's picked out Rivka. And when he comes six times, the Torah calls him an Ish. An Ish is a very prestigious person in Tanakh. When it says Ish, it means prestigious. Six times it calls him an Ish. I happen to use my own vert. Before Rivka feeds him twice, it calls him Eved Avram. Rivka feeds him, then six times it calls him an Ish. I want to say that after he was treated with respect, he becomes an Ish. She takes good care of him, and you know, it, it, the Torah, it's very fascinating. Calls him Eved Avram twice, she takes good chesed him six times, it calls him an Ish. But clearly he was, and he walks to base Basul, this powerful, any one of us would have seen this Sadiq, we would faint on the spot. The Gemara has an expression that you see in Adam Gadol, you turn to a gal shalat samos, we would like, we, w- we would faint, we couldn't open our mouth, we'd be so dazzled by his Sidkus. He was close to Hashem. He just had Tfitzah Saderach. He got there in magically quick time. He had Nisim, he lived with Hashem. He was living on a plane, we can't fathom Eliezer. He was one of the closest students of Avram Avinu, who Avram Avinu trusted with the entire future of our people. Just to picture Eliezer. So Eliezer is this glorious Sadiq. And he goes to Basuel's house, and the family's like, <gasps> they're watching. When it's sad that comes, people notice it's sad. The Goyim notice Sadiqim. You'll read about a lot of Sadiqim, the Goyim were around them, like, <gasps> they, it wasn't only Yid and Goyim. A Yid described to me, I know a Yid who was born in San Francisco. He said, I never met a, a from Jew. He was close to 20. He said, I never met a from Jew in my life. Not that I know of. At that time, no. He's an older man. He told me, I heard this story from this guy's mouth. He had a child who lived in Waterbury. The man told me. And he said, Reb Simcha Wasserman came to San Francisco and he had a chance to meet with him. His father, it's a whole story. He wanted to be a conservative rabbi. He had this dream. He was no Shaykh Stafrum, the conservative rabbi. And his father was like devastated. He wanted to be a rabbi, a whole Mesa. And he somehow got to Reb Simcha Wasserman, Rochana Wasserman's son. Simcha Wasserman had no kids, was a big tzaddik who lived in LA for a number of years. And this guy from San Francisco somehow got to Reb Simcha Wasserman. Now he told me, people look for things in tzaddikim. They want to see great things in tzaddikim. Isn't he amazing? Whether you saw that or not, you were looking. If you would meet a Godel, you want to see amazing stuff. He said, whoa. Okay, you were looking to say whoa. He said, you have to understand, a Rav meant zero to me. He said it was the same as meeting a gardener. I was more excited if I'd meet my gardener than the Rav. Like a rabbi is just a joke of a person. He said, my father hated religious people. I never met a from one. They're just like crazy people. They, they steal from people. Like he had only negative about from. He said, I met Reb Simcha Wasim, was the first from person I met, and he was the jerk. My father always was speaking about. I apologize. He was like that guy my father always was speaking about. I had zero sad to see anything good. It wasn't like you go to a gadol. He said, I met the person. He became from his children, grand, great-great-grandchildren from that meeting. He said, I saw a person close to Hashem. It completely changed my life. But understand that not I went there like looking to see good. I saw a human being. He said, I couldn't, I couldn't manage. He described to me his meeting. Do you understand? But not a guy looking to Nazi good, thinking he's seeing the worst. He couldn't believe. It was like, <laughs> he couldn't talk. 
My father is a very, very, Baruch Hashem, a serious Talmud Chacham and a confident person. My father went to talk to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein in learning. Rabbi David Feinstein's father. And my father talked to Gdailim in learning and had plenty to say. And Rabbi Moshe said, what's your name? And my father was so taken by the giant of the man, he couldn't remember his name. He didn't talk to him in learning. He told me if I couldn't remember my name, I couldn't talk to him in learning. My Rebbe came out of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, came out of Rabbi Moshe, was sitting in front of Rabbi Moshe's house, and a chassid at a shiloh, like a simple shiloh. What bracha, cinnamon cookie? I, I don't know what the shiloh, like a simple shiloh. My Rebbe said, I apologize. I can't, I, I, I just saw I know nothing. I, I can't answer. <laughs> he was so taken, my Rebbe. He was in front of Rabbi Moshe's house. He said, I just saw I don't know anything in the world. I, I can't answer anything. I just saw I, I don't know anything. I, I can't. He told the Chesedah Shayid, go inside, ask Rabbi Moshe, I, I can't answer. Ketoyim, giants, big people. Eliezer was a gadol. And they were nishtoyimim from it. In Besuel's house, they're all looking, this giant, in this very average home of Besuel. A gadol shows up. This giant, knock, knock. And all them gadol walks in Rabbi Shleimah Zalmanor. But you know what it means to see a gadol? I wish all of you had met Reb Chaim Brim. I hope, that I have to send the Hever to meet Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky. You have to meet big people, Hever. And you meet a God or a giant who's close to Hashem, who's real. You meet somebody, it's, it's, it's powerful. It's a powerful experience. And you understand the God will enter this average home and they're all sitting there. I imagine like they're hiding the televisions, they're, like they cover them up quickly. It's like, and they're in front of Eliezer, like this great human being comes to their house to ask them, could he take their daughter for a shidduch for Yitzchak to be the starter of our people? Remarkable scene. The scene is like delightful of Eliezer and Beis Besu. Eliezer showing up the like nobody could talk. They're like choking, like love on Besuel. All these chevra. Are you kidding me? And you know Eliezer's first words? Eliezer, they're dazzled by him, and he could say, I was sent by Avram on a job. He has no reason to say more. He has no reason, Dave, to say more. He could say, hello, I have a job. You know what he says? Evid Avram, I'm a slave of Avram. Now the Gemara Baba Kama Davtsadi Beis tells us that a person should always say their flaws. Interesting Gemara. That mum shebecha, mum that you have, say. It's unclear to me what the Gemara means. You should say any floor. I'll read it. Let's not. Chaim Q. Let's read it like mentioned. I don't know Pshat in this Gemara fully. Somebody will tell me. I'll read you the Gemara though. Thank you so much, Chaim. Sadi Beis on the Beis. Folio 92b. Let's look it up. Oh. If you have a flaw, Aaron, listen to this amazing Gemara. Binyamin, tell me what you think of this Gemara. If you have a negative trait inside of you, say it. Say it to your friend. And the Gemara says, where do we learn that from? Because he said, Evan Avram I'm a slave. There's something so powerful if you're not afraid of, 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 of some negative inside of you. 
There's something so powerful, so secure, so healthy. We live in a generation where there's a tremendous amount of shame. Many people feel they're so puzzled, it's a bunch of hogwash. I would swear on all the Sifre Torah, we don't have one puzzle sitting in the room now. Ksherim, Shebik, Ksherim, Shebik, Ksherim. Another guy said, no, 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 but, but not me, because I have a bunch of hogwash. Ksherim, Shebik, Ksherim, Shebik, Ksherim. But we have people who, who live like, if they would know it. It's, not, it's a sheker. You're loved and beloved. You're a Ben Avram. You're a wonderful. You're, you're, you're one of the Hashem's people. And the Gemara says, Mum if you have a flaw, say it right away. Don't be afraid to say it. There's something so powerful to be real and authentic. You're powerful. Eliezer has every reason in the world not to say he's a slave. The whole family's like, they're a gap. They're like, astonished by Eliezer and he can come and he says, Avram sent me on a message. He doesn't have to say who he is. Why does he even say it? Avram sent... You know, because you're not authentic. Because say who you are. Avram, I sound like I'm one of Avram's friends. I'm a slave. Let me introduce myself, Hever. I'm a slave. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> they all stop being intimidated in a minute. Especially, it would have been better for his task not to say he's a slave. He wants to get their daughter for a shidduch. He should have said, Could I, this dignified man, they would have, they're, they're trembling. Could I have your daughter? I'm a slave. I'm a slave. You know who I am? I'm a slave. I'm a slave. I'm a slave of Avram Avinu. The honesty and authenticity, who he was, is an erlichkeit, is a sincerity. You're so powerful when you're sincere and real. You're so much more powerful. To the world eyes, it looks like, what I mean? I want to be strong. I want to present. I want to give over a persona. We live in an age, everything is about the persona, the way you present. PR, public relations, how do you present? You have to develop on social media the perfect form of who you are. This is a world of authenticity, a different world. It's like a different place. It's a different kind of place. It's a place of authentic, just of honesty and authentic. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something interesting. When Sadiqim come here, really all we all should line up. The right thing is we should go outside. Maybe we'll do it next time. We should line up. I always torn because I don't want the guys to think I'm trying to make the yeshiva look good. Because that's all part of PR and things that aren't authentic. Now the truth is the Godel's here. The Godel, you show covered, you line up. We should wear Shabbos and Yom Tefinery. I only don't push it because guys are going to think you're trying to get good. So I should make no pictures. Nobody, nobody sending pictures, not to the Yated, not to Amoidea, not to Newsweek, Lahavno, nothing, no pictures. But let's all dress up and all them guddles here. But what I am concerned, it shouldn't be that it's inauthentic to make the yeshiva look good. We're very comfortable who we are. We're very comfortable. I don't care when people come. The day before parents day, I don't tell the guys, okay, listen, how we present. I'm very comfortable who we are. It's much more powerful when you accept and know and are honest who you are. It's powerful. He says, let me say it right here and now. I'm a slave of Avram. Shalom Aleichem. Like, I imagine everybody in the room, like, relax. They're all, like, dazzled. He's a slave. I imagine Suella loving, smirking to each other. 
like, before, they're both sitting there shaking. He's a slave, and like, loving him so all the father and son duo, Risham. They like, wink to each other, like, okay, we got this. He's a slave. Chill out. We were so nervous and scared from this rich tzaddik, this overwhelming guy. He's a slave. Like, chill out. We got this one. We have him. Like, okay, we can play with this guy. The honesty of who you are, you're so powerful that you don't need to hide behind anything. I'm a slave. Shalom Aleichem, Chavr. To me, you're so much more capable if you're honest. You're capable. You become so much more successful in this world. Ephraim, who hides, who sneaks, who pretends, loses the vav forever. And Eliezer, who's honest, Ebed Avram Anoichi, forever a long parish in the Torah is dedicated to Eliezer. Forever and ever, he's the people who built our people. And you know what you want to know about him? An honest, authentic person. He said, Evan Avram and I want to say I'm a slave. That's how he started the conversation. I want to say to everybody here that this need of Erlichkeit, of honesty and sincerity, it's all encompassing. It involves many areas of our life. Step number one is be honest when it comes to money. If you owe money, pay. You owe a bill, pay. You owe a bill, no shtick. You owe the phone bill. You can call the company and you can say this and that. And you can get away with it maybe. The per- Ehrlichkeit. Honesty. You owe the money, you pay it. You owe a $100 bill, you pay $100. Honest. You don't pre- if I just say I'm 14, then I can get it. No, no, no. But you're not 14. This is your age. Ehrlichkeit and honesty. There's a story with your Aaron Cutler's wife. They used to have these machines that you, could ju- you put a quarter in and you could check your weight. When her two kids were very little, so they figured out, they both jumped on the scale, and then one jumped off, and somehow they figured out both their weights. And they said, Mama, we both figured out a way. She laughed, she chuckled that it's so cute, and then she dumped the second quarter in the machine. She, she laughed, and then she put a second quarter. I grew up with my father every single restaurant, every single, you, know, you, go to, you, you go to the Bronx, so he took us a lot of places. He took us a lot, he was a good father, he took us places. Every place we paid what we were supposed to pay. If under three and we were, we were four, then we paid for the four-year-old. Never, never, never. There was no such thing. Okay, looks he's under three, looks he's under 13, looks, no, no, no. If you were 18 and there was a deal for under 18 and 18 was more expensive, then my father paid the full price. It's a beautiful existence, Erlichkeit. Honestly, you owe this amount of money, so that's the amount of money you pay. Hashem gives us the money. I want to keep my vav for eternity. I don't want to lose my vav. I don't want to lose any vavs in my name. It's not a good idea. This, Rabbi Sai, this charge for us to be honest people, it starts in money for certain, but it goes to every facet of our life. It goes to being, I could look down and say I didn't see. It's funny when, when, when you come back after the break and a guy comes in, you're, like, you're greeting another, you saw him, go greet him. Now you can pretend I, I just didn't see you. You saw him, get up and go greet him. Erlich, what do you mean? Who's going to call you out on it? Call yourself out on it. Call yourself. David showed Erlich. And I asked him, the Rebbe, I heard that already. So I don't want to say servant and slave. It was Erlich. Who would have known? Who's going to call out? There are many things in this world that it appears he can get away with. A person loses a big chunk of his name if he's not Erlich. You lose a tremendous power of who you are. Eliezer is the spitz, is like the epitome. He's a, he, he works for Avram Avinu. You see such an honesty. Guys, I'm a slave. That's what he says, minute one. No pretenses. 
What do you mean he could come? And it was such an easy thing to get away with. No. Evid Avram, let me introduce myself. I want to say I'm a slave. Something so powerful and cool about that. And I want to say that you'll see a lot of things about Rav David Feinstein, this Gadol, and I hope to bring somebody down. People will talk about it in terms of humility, Binyamin. I think there's another mile here. It's, it's humility for sure, but there's authenticity and erluchkeit. This is who I am, not presenting, not presenting. Somebody went to Rav David Feinstein, a guy in this yeshiva, to speak about anxiety. And Rav David Feinstein said, I have anxiety too, and it disgusted him with the guy. He said it's in the Feinstein Mishpach and he discussed anxiety. He's not Gadol. The whole world looks at Rav David. He spoke about his own anxiety honestly and openly. To a guy in the yeshiva, this yeshiva that you're in, spoke to about his anxiety. Beautiful, beautiful person, authenticity. It's so powerful. The man carried the Jewish people with authenticity, with honesty. It's, I want this to be the mark of our yeshiva, of Erlich, guys. Just Erlich, Erlich, guys. There's, there's a power to it. There's a power to it. You're so strong when you're not afraid of who you are. I told a girl asked me to meet Mirai Sunshine together, she said that she, she has a past, and she doesn't know, like in Shaduchim, how she could present, and she knows that Waterbury guys go out with such confidence, she wanted to speak to us about it. So I said to this young girl, wonderful girl, I said, I tell you the difference in the world I come from, what you're describing. You have a history, and you're like, you're so embarrassed from you, look, you're sorry once. I said, I come from a world of honesty, nobody's afraid, I worked, yeah, yeah, the struggle's just human. We come from a world, at our Seder, I proudly tell my kids, the Yishinah of Ramavin who started out, I said we should chase out the kids, a dangerous part of the Seder. We say our rough beginning, I should send all the kids out of the Seder, it's like a dangerous part. I said I come from a place, we're not afraid of our past, we're not afraid of our journey. We're very open and so powerful. I told her it's, we're pr- we have a pride in it. You're coming from a place that's embarrassing, cover up. We have a pride. I've worked, I've overcome, and I've grown. If I cared, it's hard for me if somebody never overcame anything. I don't know, I don't know what, what I could do about that. I said you should have a pride that you've worked. You should have a pride in who you are and what your journey's been. Don't hide from anything. Ever Avram Anoichi. I'm an Ever Avram. I'm a slave. That's what I am. So that, what did you say? Isn't that crazy? It's wild how early it gets dark. It's wild. Rabbi Say, that's what I wanted to share. There's something so beautiful. Let it be said on you. Let it be said on you. He's an Erlucha person. He's a sincere, honest, authentic person. It's a beautiful thing to say on somebody. It requires, it can't be pretend. There are a lot of things you can, you can't pretend to be sincere. You either are or you aren't. You can't pretend this one. Sincere means, goof, if you're pretending, then you're not sincere. Sincere means authentic and honest and unafraid to approach, to figure out, to dig deep, to work through, through and through. Through and through. So I wanted to share this thing. It should be an Eloi for the precious neshama of Rabbi David Feinstein. We all should be zeicha. We lost the big one, but we all should be zeichet to step up, to step up. Service of Hashem, kindness, amazingly kind, shalom, everything, peace. He didn't fight anyone, Reb David. Shalom, but this made of honesty, sincerity, be who you are. Be who you are, through and through, when nobody's looking, when everybody's looking, to thine self be true. To thine self be true, be true to yourself.
be true to yourself. So nobody can catch you that beautiful Gemara Kedushin. The old man, the Tamchachim walks in, nobody knows you saw him, but you saw him stand up. If, there, if I learned one piece of Gemara all my life, I just learned that piece, I promise, worth paying every penny of tuition. You saw the Talmud Chacham, don't look away. That's, that's not a one halacha that like touches every aspect of your life. But you know, you, and nobody else can call you out on it. But you know you saw him, stand up. There are things with your wife and children you can get away with. You get away a lot with wife and kids. And you can be the nice, he's such a nice guy. If you know, you know, you know that wasn't nice. You know that wasn't nice. You know that roll of your eyes and nobody can... Your wife's, I don't get it. What, what, what? You know, your wife's upset and you, and you look at her, what I do? You rolled your eyes. You rolled, that wasn't nice. You rolled your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Don't get away, even things you can get away with. Erlichkeit, demand from yourself, honesty, sincerity, and truth. I want it to be said on every guy here. It's my dream. The Erlicha guy's there. That, I want that to be the raid on Waterbury guys. They're crazy, they're cool, they're good looking, they're fun, they're Erlich. Say all the things, we dress nicely, the best ball players, best musicians. Say all, they, we're guilty as charged. You don't find cooler, guy, cooler guys than Leo. We're guilty, guilty as charged. Erlich has an honesty to them, it's powerful. You're a powerful guy. You can do tremendous amounts in this world. You're fit to build our people. If you could say, Eved Avram If you have that media, you build the world. I want guys to build big things. You're secure, you're comfortable, you're powerful when you're Eruch. When you're a show, when everything has to be perception and show how it looks, how others going to see it, and just play the game, don't expose, don't show, you're so weak. You're so weak. You spend a lifetime of weakness. You're not fit to build Kleisrol. Let's all be Ehrlich. Have an excellent day, everybody.